On today's episode... And that's what I just felt so cared for. Like, I felt cared for by SA before this, but just that SA was like, no, I want you to be safe. There's been parts of this process where um, stars have kind of aligned, um, which is it's just weird during a global pandemic, right? But they have. So we call it synergy in, in our world, and it's when you, you put people together and you start talking about things and you, you aren't always on the same page and you, you see things that the other person doesn't see and then you start putting it together and it becomes this amazing, better product. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, and this is the theme song, and we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. All right, so welcome back to ASAP. Uh, we are finally back. It has been a couple of months, just a little break to relax in, but um, yeah, there was just a couple things happening across the world. You guys probably didn't even notice, uh, uh, but the, we... The pandemic? Are we talking about the never pandemic? We are talking about the pandemic. Okay. So we at SA have all started, well, actually you've missed quite a bit. First we started working from home and now we are slowly coming back to the office in waves. Um, and it's been really neat to watch. It just feels very safe and secure and well thought out. So we thought we would bring on some guests today that would tell us about what that's been like. But I just realized, Casey, I forgot to introduce us. So this is Anna and I am co-hosting today with... I'm Casey, and we have the ladies that are helping bring us back into the office today. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, you can start. Um, hi, I'm Lisa Holtorf. I'm the VP I'm of the Operations VP. and Integration here at SA. And hi, I'm Jill Labar. I am the Director of Human Resources. Yeah, they helped us get out of the office, and now they're helping us return <laughs> to the office. And. I'm back in the office and uh, is not, but we're all in separate rooms. This is very safe. I have a supervisor here next to me in case I don't know what happens. But yeah, just we thought we'd talk to you about how you decided like that we'd be working from home and all of that stuff. So um, here we are. <laughs> yeah, let's start here there. We are. <laughs> I know that um, it was probably a tough decision to decide to send all 100 plus of us home. So can you talk a little bit about what it was like leading up to that decision and all the things that went into that? Boy, it was a lot of a lot of conversation, a lot of looking and watching what was going on in the world around us locally, especially um, what were businesses doing and what was the governor talking about um, and how were people feeling? It's funny, as I think back on it, I feel like it happened very organically, almost overnight. And it did happen almost overnight. But uh, Lisa and I were talking about yesterday, and she remembers the details much more than I do, as far as it was actually probably over what, five to seven day period, but it was gradual. And it really, some of it did happen organically in terms of people's comfort level, um, depending on I mean, it changed so frequently, um, almost daily, there was something changing back then. So that certainly drove, you know, the speed at which it all happened. Um, But Lisa and I just, we just did it. We just, we partnered together and we communicated. And eventually uh, when we did decide 
that everybody was going, or 90% of us anyway, were going to be from home. Um, that's really kind of when we went into execution mode. It started, and it started with uh, daily conversations at work, and then it sort of trickled into evenings and over the weekend. And uh, things were happening when we weren't in the office too, so we were in constant contact. It, it's it's pretty much been that way the whole time. If it one of us needs like to talk to the other about a new so development, long ago. it like kind it of was. seems like so long ago, but it kind of wasn't. And it's right. like kind of remembering it. It feels like such a distant memory, but it was like months because it's like I remember all the meetings you guys were having, and then we had the all company meeting, and then I was like, I've never been on Teams. I'm going to figure out Teams <laughs> today, and then go home because I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good transition, actually, because I was going to ask about like how, or well, ask for the listeners because I was there. I know what happened. But um, what it was like to pivot from work from home and Teams is such a huge part of how we did it. So kind of, it seems, luckily, we implemented Teams. It feels right before we left the office, but my timeline is shattered due to working from home. I know. I know. It's hard. It all blends together. It it was not um, too long before we went remote. So yeah, I mean, Lisa actually said it perfectly yesterday. She said we were prepared for a global pandemic that we never thought was coming. Like mm-hmm. this, this last year, we were kind of accidentally preparing for it um, through teams, through making sure what 98% of our workforce has laptops, VPN access, um, a lot of different folks were, you know, kind of working from home here and there. So we knew we could do it. We just never knew we would completely have to, right? And we, so. yeah, and we didn't plan on doing it in um, about a 48-hour period. So we yeah, went yeah. from everybody in the office to everybody, almost everybody gone. And, um, mm-hmm. and we were all nervous, all of us. Um, that first Teams meeting, um, it may have looked smooth to everybody else, but we didn't know for sure. We had never had 115 people on Teams before. And um, there was a question, would you know, would it work? Would we blow up the system? Could everybody um, hear us and um, see what was going on? Uh, but we realized really quickly that it was an amazing tool. And I love to quote our IT director, who was not, by the way, a Teams fan before we started this. So <laughs> he knew of it and he had planned with it. And he'll probably not love that I'm sharing this story, but he would tell you today, while he was a non-believer, he is one of the biggest fans of this particular tool. So, and he sits in our regular update meetings and is kind of the navigator behind it. And he's done a tremendous job. So um, he quickly adapted as well, which was awesome. Well, Lisa, I don't know if you remember, but it was that morning we have a stand-up meeting. We kind of go over our schedules, and I was just like, well, I don't know what Teams is, but digital says they use it, and I'm going to download it and figure it out, and then I'm going to go home. And so, yeah, then I just downloaded Teams, and I called Ronnie, and I'm like, can you see me? Am I doing this right? And then I got my monitors and went home, and that was actually, I mean, I'd worked from home before, like, on things, but not worked from home, like, I didn't know how I would do, and I don't know. Is this your guys's, everyone's first time working from home? I would say, yeah, um, for any length of time, sure. I mean, I've been on and off, but um, and I, I was not a Teams person, had not really, I had a little bit of exposure, but not much. And um, and I was working with uh, another team, actually, who, who had not done it. 
at all. And we're, you know, maybe a little more technology challenged and really concerned about that. It was because they wanted to be connected. They wanted to be actively involved and, and um, be a part of what was happening. So it was real important that the tool worked for everybody, regardless of where you were on your, your technology, the technology scale. And it was, it's super easy to use and people adapted really quickly. Mm-hmm which was amazing. It really couldn't be easier to use. Uh, to your question, Casey, though, um, I have worked home from home before. Um, what I haven't done since I, I was looking in our, our video chat here, I'm the only one with little ones. I have not worked from home full time with my husband across the hall and my two little ones not being in school. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're going to go back to the time where this was all happening, that's what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I can imagine. Mm-hmm. It was hard. That's what it's just me right now. Yeah. (laughs) And that's hard too, where it's just like, it's just being alone. Like I had my, my pugs at my feet, but then I was just, my husband was still working and I was just like, well, the world is weird. So I just, every time we got on teams and John would sing sing a song, I'm like, look at my people. There they are. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. I have liked it a lot because I am currently alone in my apartment and I don't necessarily have anybody to talk to during the day. So like our department has a 15 minutes stand up. We're all sitting for it, but it's been kind of a highlight because we've connected more than we really ever have before. Um, and it's nice to just start the day off with people that you, um, that know what you're doing and like want to help you. So I've loved that about teams. And I think it has to do with the like essay culture that we want to see each other and mm-hmm. not just hang out, but like get work done together and create cool stuff. So do you right. think the essay culture was part of why adopting teams was so easy or was it just, it, I mean, it truly is very easy to use. I, I think our culture absolutely played a part in it in it and I think it is actually it's made our culture stronger in a sense even though we're not you know passing each other in the hallway well some of us are but um, <laughs> we won't all be doing that together for a while um, we've found other ways to collaborate and in some ways better ways to collaborate um, I've heard from countless employees that meetings are more productive and effective. Um, you know, they start on time, they end on time. You can kind of control some of those side conversations that can be distracting. Um, and you can also take a break and, you know, um, go for a walk and also call a friend and just have some social time too. So, yeah, I think it's our culture with the collaboration and the teamwork and the fun that we've brought to it, like with what Casey mentioned with John's music and, you know, the playlist. And we found our own fun ways to make it work. Well, and I'd say we're, um, we are a culture that is all about finding a way to get the impossible done. We do it every day for our clients. We pivot on a dime and there might be bad weather someplace, a hailstorm, a tornado, whatever it might be. Um, and we find ways to pivot on a dime and get um, communication and marketing materials in market to help them do whatever they need to do. This is really us sort of turning that around and we were the focus this time. And we needed to do that for us in order to make it happen. So it's, it's kind of baked into the DNA. It's, it's one of the amazing things I think of this organization. And that means the people. 
and they're able, people are able to and called upon to, to, you know, I've never done this before, but suddenly you get to do it. They don't say, I can't. They say, I'm going to figure it out. And they figure it out, which is pretty amazing. I just felt so cared for. Like, I felt cared for by SA before this. But just that SA was like, no, I want you to be safe. Go home. Make sure everyone could run everything and all of that. And also just all the things SA was doing along the way. It was like, extra caring and it was extra noticeable because it's like you just sit there and your feelings and thoughts all day and it's like look at what they're doing look at john singing to us look at all the thought that's going into this and just how you kept saying we want to make sure you're comfortable and we're not going to listen to this we're going to listen to this to make sure everything's safe and all of this so i just want to thank you guys for all the thoughtfulness you put into everything and it's definitely felt throughout the organization i think all all the caring that the leadership of SA has for us. I can second that. I, again, I think that goes back to our culture. I mean, Lisa and I never even had to talk about that. Like that just came naturally. That's just what we knew we had to do. Cause we, we take care of each other. We take care of our clients. That's just what we do. So um, there was no second thought. That was the priority it was, and still is protecting all of you and you know as long as we're not out of the woods yet you know this is this is not gone Mm -hmm. so that will continue to be the priority that and your comfort level and And i think that's nice too you keep assuring us of our comfort level is also into play it's not just when they say it's okay it's when we feel okay well in the organization it's not about it's yeah there's a place but it's not about the place it's about the people because the people are what makes this place magical and making sure that we're taking care of, of the people that we, we knew we could accomplish the, the protecting the, you know, taking care of the, making the real estate part of it safe, the, the building. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we were taking care of the people part of it. That's, that was the critical piece for us. And again, it, that kind of, to Joe's point, it goes back to culture. That's what makes us different. Right. Um, it is about the people. Right. And I, you know, there's certainly, there's, I feel for those organizations where it's it's not that simple because we are very lucky in the in the sense that we already knew that from a cultural perspective. So that was natural. But we also don't have any positions that absolutely have to be in the office. Right. And that's that's unique. That's not every organization. So then that certainly brings in a whole level of complexity of, of how you manage that. And Lisa and I could not worry about that and skip to, okay, let's uh, prepare for when we are going to come back in. And of course, that was very fluid um, and still is fluid for phase two, phase three. Um, things could change tomorrow. You never know. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that, that made it a, a, at least a little bit simpler. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, because I know you got, I mean, we could tell that you were really considering carefully when it was going to be safe to come back in the office since we we're having those meetings as a company, you know, three days a week and then down to two days a week. Um, I just want to hear a little bit about like, what was the monitoring process like? And, you know, were you talking internally to figure out when do we think, I mean, I know you, I should stop answering the questions for you. (laughs) I would just like to hear more about um, what it was like to make that decision of when might we return? Well, I think it was really about uh, looking at what was going on, what was the governor doing, and what were other businesses doing that are that are like us, other businesses that are not like us. What were they doing? Um, what was the what was 
happening with the numbers, um, what was happening with the cases. Um, we needed to be hypersensitive and paying close attention to that, which meant daily um, governor's press conferences that we were um, watching um, not just one of us, but both of us were watching and we'd have follow-up conversations about what were we hearing. Um, we have other connected resources in, amongst the team members. So we are reaching out to them and asking them, what are you hearing? Um, Jill's got a lot of great resources she was reaching out to. We were um, going online, spending a lot of time on the CDC site and, and um, IDPH. And I know things that I never thought I would know about things like this. Um, to see what was what was happening, and then the other pieces. Really, we were listening to how our how our team our team was feeling um, because it was that was really important. Were you guys always on the same page then, or kind of? You know, Lisa and I just have a. <laughs> we're laughing at each other. We have a, a good way of yinging and yanging a little bit. We just mm -hmm. we always have. Always, you know, I've known you what three years now, but two and a half. Um, no, we didn't always agree. And I think that's what uh, worked really well, actually. And this is just even non-COVID. This is just, a, we work all the time together with operations mm -hmm. and HR. So um, where we don't agree, I think we make each other better and stronger. Um, and I can't think of a specific example because it really was very fluid. Um it wasn't just black and white. No, I don't agree with that. It was more of just kind of bouncing ideas and brainstorming because that's what mm -hmm. this whole, a lot of it's common sense, but a lot of it, a lot of it is trying to have that foresight too of being prepared for a date that you don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of a dance. Um, but yeah, I think that that's why it, it definitely took a collaboration and a strong team too. It was not just Lisa and I by any means. No. So. <laughs> Not at all. No, I think that I think we made um, that sort of we call it synergy in, in our world. And it's when you, you put people together and you start talking about things and you, you aren't always on the same page and you you see things that the other person doesn't see. And then you start putting it together and it becomes this amazing, better product. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Thank you for all your collaboration to make sure we're all doing OK, because on top of like all the everything that happens every day, the underlying pandemic that's also going on, just another. But I think even at the beginning, John said, you know, to journal and that we would come out of this stronger. And I feel like we for sure will, because I already feel like we are. Yeah, I agree, especially as an SA team, but also as individuals. Mm -hmm. Great. I think that's a good place to take a little break, right? Cool. Yeah, sure. Love what you've heard so far on ASAP? Follow us on social media by searching Strategic America. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out new blogs at strategicamerica.com. Now back to the show. We are back and we'll talk about coming back, the return to the office process. So once you decided that the phase return could be on the horizon. How did you and the leadership team prepare the office to have associates again? <laughs> well, lots of work. Yeah, we started having yeah. a lot of conversations about uh, 
what did we need to do? What did we need to move? What kind of signage did we need to have? What was our communication strategy? What, how are we going to, um, manage people being at their desks and still be socially distanced? And what about the long hallway where it was impossible? Mm -hmm. What were we going to do? Masks? What, what about the kitchen? Um, what about our uh, cleaning crew and what precautions have they been taking? Have they been tested? Uh, what happens if we have a positive test? Uh, what's our communication strategy if we do? Um, How do we put together kind of a, a welcome back kit and right. a message to get people excited about being in the office and how do we help them be comfortable that we've done everything we can to prepare that they know in advance if they're going to come in? Because we, we said it was voluntary coming in. So it was it was one of those open moments for you could say, nope, not quite ready. And we needed to make sure we said, that's totally fine. That was part of the message. And I will say that kind of there's been parts of this process where um, stars have kind of aligned um, which is it's just weird during a global pandemic, right? But they have. And I think one thing that we didn't even know when we were asking at the time was, you guys might remember we reached out or I reached out through department heads to say, okay, so if this date is kind of in this range, we didn't know a date then, how comfortable are you returning, knowing that the office will be safe and precautions will be taken mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and we got a response of about 35 people, which is just about a third. It ended up being 40 to 41 that came back. But it was all, it was a lot of people that had offices. So that just naturally helped us from a social distancing perspective. Mm -hmm. And now that we're planning for phase two, Lisa and I, like, okay, so we got through phase one and then we looked at each other and we we're like, oh, <laughs> phase two is not going to be that easy, is it? No. <laughs> a little bit of a puzzle with the fitting. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just funny how some of those things just kind of worked out because nobody's been through this before. We're learning as we go. No, but, yeah. but we've learned quickly and, and we've adapted quickly and, and we execute quickly. So, And we found we had some great resources and allies. So the building management, they've been a great resource for us too. They've been on it to do things to help modified the building. They brought in a cool um, new hand uh, sanitizer and product that I was not familiar with that lasts 24 hours. And I'm obsessed um, with that. I yeah, it's totally yeah. cool, right? Man, yeah. um, I wish I could see it. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And so stuff like that, just, um, we have, uh, um, you know, we have resources, connections with people who are out in the community who could help us because getting hand sanitizer and getting wipes mm -hmm. and getting all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of like the early toilet paper days only continues. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, you can't find that stuff. Yeah. And how are we yeah. going to get it to put in kits for people to have around the office? I mean, at one point you couldn't, you just couldn't find it anywhere. And, yeah. and could we, could we get the supplies we needed in order to make it happen? So uh, a challenge. Well, it's crazy because the whole toilet paper thing at first, I was like, oh, for sure. This is going to be like a week where the toilet paper is just gone. And I had some, but I was like, okay, do I need to get some now? <laughs> and then when I went to the store, like finally where it was all like, I was in my mask Back at the store, I still had toilet paper and I just wanted to scope out the scene of the toilet paper. And it, they had filled it up with other things. And I'm like, is there really no toilet paper on the horizon for anyone? 
but I, I think it's back now. <laughs> it is. It is back now, but I can personally attest that I couldn't find toilet paper and I had one roll left in my apartment. Oh, it was no. a disaster. People have brought oh. me individual rolls of toilet paper so that I could make it through. That's it was crazy. We sad. never, and also we were never in a bind at home, but I would <laughs> like, if I went to Target, I would see people coming out with just tons of it. And I was like, I just, I don't get it. Well, that's a once I got into a panic my mom just dropped off some toilet paper on my front step because it's like she couldn't come in but she's like I'll do a drive-by with toilet paper so I was just up working in the office and she's like text me there's toilet paper out front I'm like oh thanks mom but (laughs) still don't have the wipes but we had them at NSA and I'm like look at this it's like gold they're still hard to find yeah. yeah, my dad keeps finding them. My parents live like three hours away. But they came up this weekend to help me move. Quick side story. And every time I've seen him lately, which is not late much, but he's helped me with some home stuff, masked up, very safe. He's brought me Clorox wipes. I have no idea where he's getting them. But if anybody needs mm, some, yeah. you let me know. <laughs> I have a guy for that. Oh, I love that. We we love we love those we love those guys that we have or gals, whoever they are. We don't care. Um, <laughs> connections, right? And knowing who they are and being able to get what you need to keep people as safe as possible. So we had a lot. Oh, yeah, of that was in our welcome back kit. Was some wipes, mm-hmm. Anna. So when you get back, oh, see, it's a, yeah, man, like, got some for you. Just, it really was amazing how you guys put together this kit with a mix of you know safe stuff, which is like hand sanitizer and wipes and then also fun stuff you know a branded mask who doesn't truly i can't wait to get mine um doesn't want that and a nice like fun little t-shirt i think you did you know you said it earlier getting people excited to be back in the office you just did an incredible job because i am a known worry wart and i am looking forward to being back in the office next month oh good well, and we had we had help. I mean, the Casey is oh, was part of the genius behind the the fun part of it, right? So, I mean, I was more at some of the boring logistics on wipes and things that people are excited about. But um, Casey and, and Keith did an amazing job of coming up with right the coolest stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, I think Lisa and my our extent of that was let's do a t shirt, and then we reached out to them, and that's what happened. Like they're that's so teamwork. awesome, right? Well, yep. I appreciate you guys were just open to, yeah, this is all fun. We'll just offer them all then. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt like, oh, okay, I'm still doing things. And then I come to the office and things I've been doing at home or in the office. And I'm like, this is so weird. I'm and back. soon they'll be on our company store too. So you can buy oh, additional. <laughs> Love that. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier how obviously you've never had to plan something like this in your careers because you know last pandemic was quite a number of years ago so what has it been like doing contingency planning for something that you know you didn't expect could happen well we've talked about that a little bit and we were um, trying to figure out you know contingency plans what exactly were our contingencies because when you're working in the world of unknown i mean never having done it before you don't even know what you should be planning for what what should you be expecting could be next um and so i think some of our contingencies were around um well and we, we had one a little bit and we're, we were currently actively working on it for phase two which is well 
what happens if we have a whole bunch of people who suddenly everybody's back, some people are back in the office and everybody wants to come back at the same time. What are we going to do then? Um, well, the reality is to keep everybody safe. We, we had to start putting the brakes on a little bit and say, we said, we're going to go slow. We're going to take our time. And this is not going to be, we're going to control it so that we can make sure we're keeping people safe and having them feel comfortable. Um, so that was part of, that's been part of, I don't know, the learning curve, I guess, is, um, how do you plan for something you, how can you have a contingency for something that's never happened to you before? And there's really no path. There's no plan. There's right. no guidelines. Yeah, I would say this would be an exception to contingency plan because contingent, contingency planning means you have a plan, right? This was more of a reaction mm-hmm. for everybody. Everybody yeah. was in this boat. Now we will have a plan and we may, when we have time, once this is all, you know, settled, um, mm-hmm. let's think of, some other unknowns and plan for those that, you know, maybe we need to think outside the box, but um, yeah, it's been more of a reaction, I think globally, right? We, we, nobody saw mm-hmm. this coming. So. Well, I feel like SA's reaction has been so great though, like unpanicked and just ease through it. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of what unpanicked we do, right? To us. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, it's kind of what we yeah, do. I'm sure you so. guys were panicked, but <laughs> sometimes I was like, "We're fine." <laughs> yeah, there were there were a couple of moments where it's like, I don't know where we're going to get hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes, and mm-hmm. what if we can't get them in time? And um, yeah, there there were there have been moments for sure. Um, but I think uh, it's what we do for our clients all the time. It's what we do for each other, which is say, "Okay, well." I'm having a moment. I'm going to take a breath and, and then I'm going to reach out to Jill and she's going to calm me down <laughs> or somebody else, or um, she's going to have a solution of something that I didn't think of. Right. So I'm leaning on each other. And um, when one of us was feeling a little unsettled or whatever, then you reach out to your, your teammate and hopefully they're having a good day and you, you work through it together. Well, and I mean, what would we have done without John having two to three updates a week and continuing to do so because he's the face of, of SA and it's almost, he's more visible now, right? Because we're, I mean, our communication has increased and he plays music for us and like, it's just, um, yeah, it's great. So that's helped so much. Yeah. As an employee, I've really, I mean, you know, we all know John, we all love John, but we, he's very busy. We don't, you know, get to see a whole lot of him because he has to do very important things as CEO. But I have found it nice and I know a lot of other people have to have that, like just a little bit of time to hear from him. And I just think mm-hmm. the leadership has been so um, together and strong and comforting to, I mean, at least me, I don't know if everyone feels that way. So I, I feel that way and I'm usually I'm not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, all the applause to you guys for making it so smooth and just amazing. Oh, you guys are too sweet. Thank you. So that, do you have any advice for anyone, any other company that has, that are making decisions now about returning to work? I think the biggest piece of advice is to listen to your people. They will tell you what they want to do, what they're comfortable doing when the time is right. Don't rush. Do it in in whatever makes sense for your business and your culture. 
that's going to lead the way in the decisions that you make. Well, and I think I would challenge organizations. We've talked a little bit about this. I would challenge organizations to look at, um, yeah, it's a pandemic and, and there are a lot of terrible things happening, but it's also an opportunity to look at what you learn along the way and how you can apply it and how you evolve the organization based on what you learn. Um, things are different for us today because of what we've been able to accomplish and what we've learned about ourselves organizationally. We, we knew that we could work remote. We knew we could do something like this. We'd never tried it. And we probably wouldn't have if the pandemic hadn't hit, right? You just, you're just not going to do it. But um, because we've learned a lot from it, we have that opportunity to really look at the future and look at it differently and, and think about it differently. And uh, that's pretty exciting, actually, to be able to do that. So envisioning the future, right? Through the pandemic. Yeah. And from an HR standpoint, it's really going to be intriguing how this shifts everything really from a, a, you know, are we all going to be working remote in the future? Um, speaking yeah. not on SA's part, but just age, you know, just organiz organizational mm-hmm. organizations everywhere. Like it's just going to change everything. So mm-hmm. it's, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Well, thank you so much for listening to us and embracing the future and for being on this podcast. So this is our first you know, back to podcasting and couldn't be happier to have you two here. Well, yeah, thank you for having perfect us. perfect guest for ASAP. It's return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Were. You guys are fabulous. Yes. So, so everyone, check out, check out Strategic America. Look at how great they are to their people, which is us, and these are our leaders, and check out more podcasts, and thank you so much for being here. I'll maybe see you in the hallway and wave behind my mask. Hopefully soon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. COVID-19 has disrupted the lives of Iowans across the state for months, and it's not stopping anytime soon. That's why SA is proud to support clients who are working to make a difference as we all continue to adjust to the new normal. Please consider donating to Food Bank of Iowa or Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Iowa, Both of these organizations are working to help families affected by COVID-19 by providing much-needed food to Iowans struggling with food insecurity. You can do more than you know. Donate or volunteer today. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com slash ASAP for more.